Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Thanks, Abigail, uh, for that thumbs up. Um, I love that we did that song, um, Touch of Heaven, because today I'm going to be talking to you about heaven. And uh, the title of my talk today is Heaven is a Wonderful Place. We can dismiss the kids for their class. Thank you, Shannon. Good luck with those rowdy girls. (laughs) All right, let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. God, we thank you that we are able to be together and worship here or online. And God, we just thank you. Be with us as we share your word. Amen. Okay, so we're going to talk about heaven today. And I have a joke, of course, um, about heaven. Okay, so there was this man, and we'll just call him... Joe, and Joe was a good man, and he accepted Jesus, and so at the end of his life, he knew he was going to go to heaven, and so he had this conversation with God, and he said, God, I've accepted Jesus, so I'm not going to heaven. Can I please just bring some treasure with me? And God says, no, you know how it works. You cannot bring anything with you, and Joe's like, please, and so God said, you know what? Okay, just this once, and so Joe shows up in heaven, at the pearly gates, he sees St. Peter, and St. Peter, you know, checks the list, and he's like, okay, Joe, I see that you accepted Jesus. You are on the list. You can go in heaven, but you know you cannot bring that suitcase with you, and Joe says, I got an exception. Peter says, okay, but I have to see what's in there, and so he opens up the suitcase, and he sees it's just filled with bars of gold, and St. Peter said, you brought pavement? because the streets are paved with gold in heaven. I really like that one. So um, I'm excited to bring the word today. Pastor Mike is in the UK. Uh, He is there um, doing some meetings, gathering pastors, encouraging them. They've had a really rough go of it during the pandemic, and he has not been able to be with them for two years. And so he's had a really great time. He's had two separate meetings in two different places in England. He had 10 pastors and leaders at the first meeting and 18 at the second meeting. And he spoke at one church on Friday night, another church this morning, and then he's very excited tonight. He's going to go and spend a couple of days with his sister Katie in Wales, and he'll be back on Wednesday. So I have the privilege of bringing the word today, and like I said, I'm going to be talking about heaven. And I think the reason why I was thinking about heaven is because Mike has been saying that if Maui is any indication that heaven's going to be really amazing. (laughs) And so we just took our trip to Maui, and he keeps saying, like, Maui was so amazing. I can't wonder what, I, I wonder what heaven's going to be like. And I thought, you know what, let's talk a little bit about heaven and like heaven is our destination. Maui was our destination. Let's talk about what it's like there. How do we get there? How do we prepare? So Abigail's going to put up a picture for me of Mike and I in Maui with the rainbow. And as you can see on my face, I was very happy and we saw rainbows every day. It was amazing. It was so peaceful. We had the most adventures. We did snorkeling. We went to the top of a volcano and saw the sunset above the clouds, and we hiked through the rainforest, and it was just amazing. Also, if you know me, you know that I really love food. So the food was amazing. We just, I mean, we had lobster, and we had fish, and we had all these, like, amazing things like passion fruit, creme brulee, and it was really amazing. And I know 
that there's going to be good food in heaven because it says that we're going to have a feast there, like a wedding feast. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a wedding, but usually weddings have really good food. And so, like, I went to one, pe- one, one wedding. It had pizza. It had, like, bottoms-up pizza, which is really good if you've ever been there. And uh, Aspen and Bobby's wedding, they had donuts. I mean, that's really cool. And so I'm excited about heaven. I'm excited about the food there. And so... Um, Mike and I, many years ago, we were starting to talk about Hawaii, and we thought we would really like to go there one day, because we go to Portland every year for our pastor's conference, and so we're like, we'll already be all the way on the West Coast, and then we can just take one flight over to Hawaii. And so years and years ago, we talked about it, and then last year, we started seriously talking about it, because this year, we're celebrating 25 years of marriage, which makes me feel very old, but yeah. We love being married, so we, so we were so excited to do it. And so we took some steps to get from here to Maui. It's very far away there. And so the first step is we decided to go. If we had not decided, we certainly wouldn't have ended up there by accident. There are a lot of places you can go by accident. Maybe you went the wrong way on 64 and you ended up in Charlottesville instead of Richmond. But I don't think we could have just fallen into Maui, certainly because it takes three flights from here <laughs> to get there. And so if you want to go to heaven, your first step is to decide. And so how do you decide? You accept what Jesus did for you on the cross. And here's a verse that might be familiar to you. It's John three sixteen. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you trust in Jesus, at the end of your life, you're going to have eternal life with Jesus in heaven. So that's the first step. You have to decide. Okay, the second step is we planned. All right, we picked our dates for travel. We bought our airline tickets. We paid for our hotel and our car rental, which was the cutest four-door red Jeep. It was so cute. Okay, so we didn't just decide to go there and then never do anything about it. We took the next step to secure our place there. And you have to act on your decision to follow Jesus. You can't just say, okay, I want to go to heaven. I accept Jesus. You have to actually do it. You have to pray. You have to ask him to forgive you. And then you have to ask him to take control of your life. And you have to follow him. And uh, if you have not prayed and you have not accepted him, then you haven't actually gotten your ticket and you're not going to get to heaven. You have to actually act and believe in him. And so I love what Jesus, he, he was on the earth and he knew he was going to die, right? And the disciples had no idea what was going on. They thought maybe like they're going to make him king or maybe like it's just going to be awesome and we're all going to be like, rulers with him. They did not know he was going to die, but Jesus knew. And at the very last meal that they shared together, the disciples probably didn't know it was the last meal, but Jesus knew. And at the very last meal, this is a conversation that he had with his disciples in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. He's telling them that he's going to die, but he's telling them that he's going to go to heaven and prepare a place for them. So let's read John 14, 1 through 6. This is what he said. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. 
My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I love how Thomas responds in this verse. He's like, um, Jesus, we don't even know where you're going. Like, how are we supposed to know how to get there? He was very confused. And so what is Jesus telling us in this passage? That he has gone to heaven to prepare a place for us. And that he's going to come back and take us with him so that we can be together. And that he is the only way. Jesus is the only way to heaven. There are a lot of people that are confused and they think that maybe there's lots of ways. Maybe you could believe lots of different things, but it's just not true. Jesus is the only way. You have to believe in him. Okay, so we decided to go. We planned and then we prepared. All right. When we finally decided to go, we had our dates booked, we had everything, I was like, yes, it is time to figure out everything that I need to know about Maui. And so I bought a book. I checked books out of the library. I watched every YouTube video. We found this, um, we found this like House Hunters, but in Hawaii, and we watched like 10 seasons. We just watched it like all the time. I'm like, I need to know everything about it. And so you don't want to just get your ticket but then forget you're going there. Your life is preparation. It's not just about the destination. It's about the journey. It's about what you do along the way and getting ready to go there. Okay, so if you've taken the first step, you've decided. You've taken the second, second step, you've accepted Jesus. You're walking with him. The third step, okay, so how do you find out what heaven is like and how do you prepare to go there? So what do we know about heaven? Okay, so when I was a kid... This is going to take me back. Okay, in the 80s, there was this um, album called the Kids Praise Album. It came out in 1980, and it featured a blue singing songbook named Salty. Does anyone remember Salty? Okay, one person. Thank you. Okay, so Abigail's going to put up a picture of what Salty looked like. So you can imagine, in the 80s, he's a songbook, and he's blue, and uh, in the album, kids would come to Salty and ask him questions about the Bible, and he would sing songs about it. And it was, I loved it when I was a kid. It looks kind of strange now, but can you imagine our church did plays? And uh, this person that I know that will remain un, unnamed, he was Salty in the play, right? So he like painted his face blue, and he was wearing like the blue clothes and like a big giant foam book and we did we did place okay but there was there's a reason I I got on a rabbit trail there but there was a reason why I was telling you about salty is there was a song on that album that I used to sing when I was a kid and it has stuck in my brain for the last very long time 30 years okay 40 years so so this is the song that salty would sing about heaven. It's called Heaven is a Wonderful Place. And I feel like you have to hear it, but you're just going to have to forgive my voice because there's a reason why 
I'm not on the worship team, but here we go. Okay, this is how the song goes. Heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. I want to see my Savior's face because heaven is a wonderful place. I want to go there. That's the whole song. They just sing it over and over and over in rounds. And so when I was a kid, that was all that I knew about heaven. Like, it's a good place. I want to go there. I'm going to be with Jesus and... I did know the streets were paved with gold. That's like stuck in my brain. And so what else can we know um, about heaven from the Bible? And so we know from what Jesus told his disciples that he is preparing a place for us. And it's fun to imagine what your place might look like because he's preparing it for you personally. And so the Bible does not tell us this. This is I'm imagining. I'm imagining maybe... My place has, like, the sound of the ocean, like when I was in Maui, and I'll just go to sleep with the sound of the ocean. Maybe your, like, perfect idea is, like, golden retriever puppies, like a whole room full of golden retriever puppies, and you're just like, yes, Jesus, I want my room to be filled with puppies. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I know it's going to be amazing. And uh, the book of Revelations tells us a lot about heaven. I'm going to read you from Revelations 21, verses 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. All of us here have been through hard things, yeah? I know I have. We've been through pain, suffering, death of loved ones. It can be really difficult to walk through this life. And it is so reassuring to know that when we go to heaven, all of that is going to be gone. No more pain, no more sadness, no more death. We're going to be with him forever. Here's another verse in Revelation 7, verses 16 and 17. Never again will they hunger. That's right, because there's going to be amazing food there. Okay. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. When we're in heaven, all the difficult things of life are going to be gone. Hunger, thirst, the sun beating down. You know Virginia heat in the summer can be torturous. He is going to be at the center of the throne, and he's going to be our living water, and he's going to wipe every tear from your eye. Every sadness that you faced here, it's going to be wiped away when you get to heaven. In heaven, there is continual worship because God is there. In, like, in the person, in the flesh, God right there, his presence. And so there is worship around the clock, day and night. And we read in Revelation 4 that they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. There's just worship around the clock. And you know what's the great thing? We don't have to wait 
to worship him until we get to heaven. We can do it right now. We did it this morning. We can worship him wherever we are. We don't even have to be in church on a Sunday morning. And there's an amazing song by Phil Wickham called The Hymn of Heaven. And if you are just wanting to imagine what it's like to be in heaven with a thousand generations, with people from every nation and every language, all worshiping God. That's a really a good song to listen to this week. And the great thing about that song is Phil Wickham says, so let it be today that we worship him. We don't have to wait. So <clears throat> what do we do in our everyday lives to prepare for heaven? So number one, be really excited to go to heaven. So if you spent any time with me leading up to my trip to Maui, I might have mentioned it one or a hundred times. I was really, I was really looking forward to being there. And I think that we need to be even more excited about going to heaven. So the Apostle Paul had a great understanding of heaven. In his letter to Philippi, he tells them in Philippians 3, 20 through 21, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. So, okay, who's excited to turn in this body for a heavenly upgrade? Yeah, no more pain. Okay, I love how this verse tells us to eagerly await a Savior I remember Mike's mom, when she was near the end of her life, she was really excited to go to heaven and be with Jesus. And Mike used to go and visit her in her hotel room, and he used to read her verses about heaven, just like we've been reading today. And he said her face, it was almost as if she was imagining it and she was there. Like he could just see like the peace, like she was so ready to go and be with him. So are you excited about heaven? Do you think about it more than just, you know, at funerals? Are you excited to go there and be with Jesus? Okay, so the first thing that you should do is be really excited. The second thing is you need to make it your goal to please God. Paul, again, in his letter to the Christians in Corinth, said in 2 Corinthians 5, 9 and 10, so we make it our goal to please him whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. So we're all going to give account for how we use this life that God has given us. And that's not meant to scare you, but it's meant to inspire you to make pleasing God the goal of your life. And so what, what pleases God? Like if we could boil it down, what is it? We love him and we love others. It's that simple. When they asked Jesus what the greatest commandment was, this is what he said in Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So do you feel like your life is pleasing God? Do you feel like you're loving God well and loving others? Um, if not, you need to ask him to help you to change what needs to change. God is working in your life, and he wants to help you to do what he's called you to do. And I love this verse in Philippians 1, verse 6. Being confident of this, 
that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Until the day that Jesus comes back, he's working in your life. Whatever he started in your life, he's going to work on it until it's complete. He's not going to give up on you. So don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on following him. I know that it's hard sometimes. He's going to help you and enable you to do what he is calling you to do. All right, so the first one is be really excited. The second one is make your goal to please him. And the third one, love others and tell people about Jesus so they can be in heaven with you. Paul, again, he chose to dedicate his life to telling people about Jesus and helping the churches that, that were started. And he told the church in Philippi, in, in Philippians 1, verses 21 to 24, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me, yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. So Paul was writing this letter. He was in prison. He was literally in chains when he was writing this letter to them, and he was saying, yeah, I really want to go to heaven and be with Jesus, but the, lo the longer I stay here, the more people I can tell about Jesus. He was determined to make his life count, and every day that he lived, his life was used to preach the gospel. What could he do from a prison cell? He could write letters, and so he wrote letters to all the churches to encourage them and to tell them about Jesus, and every day that he lived, he didn't waste it. And so every day that you are alive, you woke up this morning, you're breathing, it's a chance to share God's love and to love others. We need to be sharing with others what God's done in our life. We need to be telling them that Jesus died for them and that they can believe in him and so that we can be with him in eternity. You know, we're all on a journey. We all have a final destination. We'll either decide to accept Jesus and we'll spend eternity with him, or we will reject Jesus and spend eternity apart from him. And if you decide that you want to follow Jesus, today's a great day to do it. And if you decide we want to know about it, and if you're watching online, you can go to victorychristian.church and click on next steps. We would love to hear from you and walk with you on this journey toward heaven. If you're here in the in-person service, we would love to pray with you. And if you are just not sure, you're just not sure that if you died, that you would go to heaven. If, you, if you're feeling unsure, we want to pray with you because that is not where God wants you to be. He gives us the Holy Spirit as assurance. And so if you're just not sure, let us pray with you. And maybe you know someone Maybe there's someone in your family or maybe there's a friend of yours that you know is not walking with Jesus and you would like us to pray with you for that person. We would love to pray. And so let's pray as we end the service today. God, we thank you so much for heaven. God, we thank you that you have gone to prepare a place for us. We thank you that Jesus died on the cross so that we can spend eternity with, with you in heaven, Jesus. We are just so thankful. God, help us to not waste our life. Help us to use every day to prepare and to share your love with other people. God, we want everyone to know how good you are. And so God, use us as a light to share with the world. We thank you, Jesus, and we love you. Amen. Amen. 
Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.